high weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. News Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you're listening. It's Wednesday, April 24th, 2019. And we're here to talk about earnings, the markets, reaction to earnings, sandbagging of earnings, and all that crap. Hope you're having a good day, ladies and gentlemen. If you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also, GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryKolpom. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you, which is every morning. And uh, the email service. You can join it. One month free. Go check it out. All at GaryK.com. Uh, let's just go into it. Overnight, for example, you ready? Uh, Domino's Pizza finished up 13 to 283, but it hit 302, so it was up 32. That's distribution. Uh, how about um, Lithium Motors, LAD? Car dealerships, up 7 to 105. Not bad. Numbers look pretty decent, actually. Uh, Manhands. I just say Manhands, M-A-N-H. Uh, Manhattan Associates, up uh, 6 to 67. On numbers that were just blah. Uh, Norfolk Southern was up 5, but was up 10. So it got a little distributed, but it was extended. No big deal. SAP. Up 14 to 129 volume, uh, almost seven times average. Earnings were only up 12, revenues were only up six, but Mark loved it. That's a big gap there. That should you should be watching that one for a secondary buy point. I will be. Uh, Silicon Labs, SLAB. You ready for this one? Reported earnings down 32 percent. Reported revenues down 8 percent. Stock finished up 16 to 110. Opened up at 101. Finished at 110. The highs of the year. After being near the lows of the year a few weeks ago. Earnings down 32, revenues down 8. I'm, I'm just reporting the news. Uh, Teradyne, up two and a, uh, up 3.5 uh, bucks to $48 on their 1% revenue growth. Whatever, another semiconductor, but that's not the story. We have aftermarket. You ready? Microsoft. Let me explain what I mean by sandbagging. Microsoft wanted you to believe that earnings were going to be up 4%. That was the estimate. Of course, it came in at 15%. Actually, about 16%. That's the sandbag. We have a few others. Uh, Microsoft closed at 125. It is at the 129 in the aftermarket. Nice $4 move, and that's a big move for a Microsoft. Stock has not allowed you to even look at it. Facebook, you want to know sandbagging? Here's sandbagging. Facebook wanted you to believe. Are you ready? Are you ready? That they were going to come in at a dollar sixty-one, a dollar sixty-one, a share versus a dollar sixty-nine, meaning earnings would be down five percent. No, they came in at a buck eighty-nine. The, but even at a buck eighty-nine, you're only up about eleven percent. It's not so great. 
12%. And revenues, while up 26%, another deceleration of revenues. Last quarter is 42, 33, 30, 26. I have the stock in the aftermarket up a juicy eight and a half dollars for Facebook. And by the way, both would be helping out the NASDAQ. We're not done. Chipotle, that's been a strong stock. And you know, I got to tell you, I, I noticed that they came in with very good numbers, and then I noticed the stock's only up a buck in the aftermarket. So go figure. That can change overnight. Uh, disaster du jour, Xilinx, that's been a strong semiconductor. Uh, closed near 140, I got it at 124. Missed numbers. Now, the strongest uh, area of the market has been semiconductors. Strongest. That may not help. But then you got LAM Research in the aftermarket. Uh, beat by 31 cents. Revenue was in line, though. Uh, $3.70 a share, which would give it. Uh, oh, you ready? Earnings were down. Not making this up. 20 some odd percent. But they beat the estimates. That's what the market wants. So earnings were down 20 some odd percent. Interesting. Uh, revenues fell 16% year over year. I got Lamb Research in the aftermarket up uh, 10 bucks. So one bad, one good in semiconductor land. Uh, anything else? PayPal. That's been strong. I got it down uh, two bucks in the aftermarket. What we do? What we do? And I think well, that's about it for right now. So, oh, O'Reilly Automotives is down $21 in the aftermarket to three seventy-five. There's one more for you. If I have any more as we go through the uh, show, I will give it to you. But again, just very not so great numbers, but the beating of the numbers. Oh, ServiceNow, last one. Close at 243, I got a 249. Uh, they beat estimates. They came in at uh, 67 cents. But they wanted to tell you that estimates were going to be for flat, even though the last four quarters were 81, 123, 79, and 79. The 67 cents gives them about a 19% earnings growth. Major deceleration. Stock's still up seven bucks. So the game remains on. It's the best way I can put it. But for us, it's all about the reaction. Okay? We try to tell you good news, bad news. It all depends on where the market is looking, what it's seeing. And that's that. So we got a bunch of this, that, and the other thing. And by the way, there's conference calls uh, that have to be gone through throughout the evening for some of these companies so things can change for the good and for the bad. But leave no doubt, you got more decelerations and a bunch of names that are going to gap up and a few are going to gap down. That's all. Market Wrap brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market. With his proprietary indicators, go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, the Dow was down 60. S&P down 6. NASDAQ 19. NASDAQ 100 down uh, 26. But that'll change because Facebook, Amazon's up like uh, 13 bucks in the aftermarket. Google is up 9 bucks. That's going to help the NASDAQ out of the box tomorrow. Don't ask me why. But companies are reporting decelerating everything, like the Facebooks, and they're still going up in the morning. As of now, of course, that can change. And that is your aftermarket report. That's a little bit of your earnings report. There's a lot more earnings to come in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Up next, more in the markets, news of the day, Bernie Sanders, and much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors that. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. Uh, by the way, Visa also reported it's down $2 in the aftermarket. That's had a big, big run over the past couple of years for a uh, large cap name. And as I'm looking on my list here, I don't think there's much else. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. I do believe maybe WYNN wins resorts reports after the close. No, I'm not saying that yet. All right. Uh, the big story today with the semis. They were up another 30 earlier, finished up 15. Uh, I read to you Silicon Labs. Earnings down, revenues down. But market, I, I don't know what the market's like. Remember what I told you about my buddies? I've got some buddies. Yeah, I do. I actually have some friends. Amazing, huh? And uh, a couple of them are strict fundamentalists on the market. And a couple of them are technology fundamentalists. Big time. They can pick apart a technology company like you have never seen. Now, here is the good and the bad about my buddies. They've pretty much nailed the fundamentals throughout the years big time. Big time. Big time. But... Remember 99, how the, the fundamentals were terrible, but stocks kept going up? Well, that was the story back then. They got really bearish on technology, everything. Really bearish, nine months early for the stock market. And typically that happens every time. The semiconductors have had this monstrous move recently. And they've been saying throughout this whole monstrous move, the numbers are terrible. They've been right. The numbers have been terrible. Market disagrees. Now, I will tell you their reputation is eventually they're going to be right on their fundamentals, that the market's going to eventually come home and see it. We just don't know when. But Texas Instruments last night was gapping down, reversed, finished up today, for example. He nailed it. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed the fundamental side. Stocks still went up. And I can say that for a lot of things in technology. As I am doing the show, you know, I'm quite ambidextrous. So I can do two things at once. I'm actually looking at numbers that came out for some of these companies. I must tell you. I don't use the word perplex because I'm a big believer in the market and, it, and numbers can be so bad but the market keep going up for a while until finally and vice versa. The numbers are so good but the market keeps going down. Eventually the market's going to reflect the upside. I'm just letting you know my fundamental buddies have been so right. The technical side, not so. So we'll see how it plays out. There's a lot more earnings to come. I'll go through the numbers a little more uh, tonight uh, but leave no doubt major deceleration of a lot of these numbers for many of these companies, but the stocks are still up because guidance went way down. No, really. Other weird things today. Burlington. You know, Burlington Stores was up 14 and change. Uh, they lowered their numbers, but they hired a new CEO. And that was good for a good 14 bucks on 160 some odd dollar stock. Quite the weirdness, as they say. And as I'm looking at Facebook here, I don't know. Deceleration of sales, 
deceleration of earnings, stock's up 10. Still way off the highs from uh, 10 months ago, but much better action in it. And Google is helping it out. Uh, well, Google's up now uh, 13 in the aftermarket. Facebook, Google, you know, that type of stuff. Whatever. Search engine, search, internet, yippee So that's it in a nutshell. A lot of jello on the plate. That's all I can tell you. Both good and bad. And as we always say to you, just be careful around earnings time. Why? Today, iRobot was down 30. It was down 30. It was at new yearly highs yesterday. That was earnings. Uh, CoStar Group, earnings. Was up 20, finished down uh, 20. You got what I'm saying? Northrop Grumman, earnings. Down 13. Just making a point. Just making a point. Biogen. Boy, that stock's crashed. Robert Half, down 9%, staffing company. Avery Dennison, down 5%. And I could go through more and more, but it doesn't matter. I'm making a point. Caterpillar was down 4 bucks on their numbers. That stock doesn't look too good. But of course, on the other end, as mentioned, was good. The other side. The Silicon Labs, the SAP. I'd like to say the Domino's it was up 13, but it was up 30 early. Carlisle Group up 10. Little gap to the upside. So just stay tuned. A lot more to go. And what we will look for on the best reactions is what we call secondary buy points. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. And I repeat, and I must repeat, there's a lot more left to go. And we suspect there's going to be a lot more fireworks as we move forward. Uh, foreign markets were weak uh, overnight. Uh, Bitcoin gave uh, about uh, 10% back today. Uh, the euro and the pound continue to suck wind. That's good if you're heading over to Europe or England. Uh, oil prices finally pulled back a little bit, but uh, no biggie. It's they're still up there. Oil stocks got hit hard, though. Dollar strength. Up next on the edge. More in the market. News of the day. Much for today. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. you got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Facebook is ticking up a little bit more. I got it at 194 now. So that baby is going to be up uh, about 11 bucks in the aftermarket. Uh, that's certainly not going to hurry the cause tomorrow. Uh, Xilinx is gapping down 12, but Lamb Research is gapping up 8, the semiconductor space. But I got Chipotle now down uh, $9 on supposedly good numbers. So I don't know what happened there. And that be the story. Uh, as I said, Microsoft uh, pretty good in the aftermarket. Um, and there you have it for now. I hope you uh, understand my fundamental story, because there's some really good fundamental guys there that they're not into the timing of the markets. They're not into technical analysis. They could care less. Uh, they are into fundamentals and, and outcome. And uh, they are about as negative. I've, they think that technology is so ready to blow up. So ready. But I must tell you, they did not call this rally up. And they've been fighting it all the way up. That it just can't be type of 
attitude. So we'll watch it. We'll see how it plays out. All I know is, and I'm, I mean this, I've seen crescendos for them. Six months, bearish, 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 and then finally the market just tanks like there's no tomorrow. So we'll see. And the story behind the semiconductors is very simple. Um, they go through cycles. Market's obviously thinking that the cycle is bottomed and it's going to skyrocket. They swear it hasn't. And all the numbers that come out of all these companies, they agree with them. And then the stocks keep going up. So go figure. Uh, yields back down to 2.52 on the uh, 10-year. Just letting you know. So uh, I believe socialism is evil. I believe it's a con. I really do. And I'm careful about my words and what I say about people. And I've called Bernie Sanders a moron. I said that to you yesterday. Uh, but, of course, I asked you guys to email me. What do you think of Bernie Sanders saying that the Boston bomber, a terrorist that murdered three people, including a young boy, and maimed others and injured others and left a mark on uh, the great city of Boston that they will always ha remember and have to think about? Uh, what do you think of Bernie Sanders saying that they should be allowed to vote? I'm just thinking to myself today, wait a minute, hold on. So Charles Manson should have been able to vote? Charles Manson. Jeffrey Dahmer should have been able to vote. Ted Bundy should have been able to uh, uh, vote. The Unabomber should be able to vote. And I'm just thinking to myself, how can one freak person vote for Bernie Sanders just based on this? Now, I'm just a logical human being, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it, it's a simple thought. How in blue hell... Could anybody vote for a man that thinks terrorists should have a vote in our elections? And people applauded him. But back on the other end, what I have been doing is my own uh, opposition research. Bernie Sanders is my opposition. Because remember, I believe in you. I don't believe in them. I am more optimistic about you. I am the most pessimistic I have been on them. Bernie Sanders is the opposition. He does not believe in you. He believes in them. You, you're just a mark. That's all, you know what a mark is, right? That's all you are. A mark. For his bidding. All he's ever done is ripped on successful people. Strivers. People that strive to do well. He thinks you're evil if you have too much money and you're too successful. They've actually, him and others in that party have been quoted as saying, you didn't earn that. So I'm just doing a lot of legwork on Bernie, and as I told you, he once proposed a 100% tax on anything made above a million bucks. But I've also found videos and stuff like that completely complimenting communist Russia and communist Cuba. And I've said to you on the show, the guy's a communist. Well, we now have evidence. Go Google Bernie Sanders' comments, video comments on Russia and Cuba, and you'll find it. He's a Castro lover. He loves domination. He loves control. And God only knows where he would take us if he ever – I don't think he has a snowball's chance in hell of ever winning the presidency, but just in case. Just in case. He's rotten to the core. And anybody like that, the same. They will kick you in the grapefruits, take all your money, tell you what good they're going to do for you. Never do a thing for you. Bernie Sanders flew $350,000 of private uh, jets in the last year. Remember, communist, socialist with your money in life, 
capitalist with his money in life. And he's making good money off of his con. And will continue to make good money off his con. Please do your homework. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, what to think. I'm asking you to do your homework. That's all. Aunt Mary and Uncle Bob, who want to move up in life, don't have a chance under his administration, if he ever got it. And the same goes for a few others that are running for president on that side. Just my thoughts. Uh, not much more going on in the aftermarket. Facebook is, is still the same. Microsoft's still the same. Just looking for anything else. Xilinx getting smacked. Chipotle's back to flat. Now remember what I told you. There's conference calls on all these things. Uh, tomorrow, in the Dow, we get 3M, Comcast, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, UPS, Old Dominion Freight, after the close, ready, Amazon, Intel, KLA 10 Core, Juniper, First Solar, MGM, Discovery Financial, Baidu, U.S. Steel, VeriSign. Friday, we get Chevron Exxon. That's this week. I guess Apple is next week. Got a lot of emails about new highs. Why didn't I mention it yesterday? Why wouldn't Gary mention yesterday that the S&P and NASDAQ hit new highs? Well, after today, they're not. But I just want to keep your feet on the ground. That's all. I don't want you to get twisted in a pretzel. I don't want you to get too bearish, too bullish. All we want to do here is give you some guidance on the direction of the market, where the leadership is, what's emerging, what's submerging. And, of course, as we get into earnings season, just report the news. That's all. And when we see a Twitter like yesterday, we said to yesterday, we're really looking for secondary pie points on Twitter. Hopefully it does a little pullback here. Started that today. Doesn't mean it's gonna. Doesn't mean we're even gonna play it. Up next on the edge. Up more. I'm Gary. This is the one only best You're listening to. What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors edge with Gary Caldwell. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Hope you are having a good day. Don't forget tomorrow night, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. I'll be on uh, Bulls and Bears the whole hour. After the market's closed. I can't be on an hour while the market's open. Uh, in Trump land, have you been watching? Remember what I told you. The fix was in. The fix is in. Uh, the fix will continue to be in. Though Trump gives them some good ammo. Uh, I always said there was no collusion. I believe Trump did th- some things to try and obstruct, but not, I don't think he did anything that nobody else would do when there that when people are coming after him left and right. And by the way, Trump had every and when I use the word obstruct, I'm not saying that is a crime. He wanted to fire Mueller. He's allowed to. He would have been in his rights. But I, I am a hundred percent certain, hundred percent certain that the fix was in. That they were spied on. That Hillary Clinton and that regime did all kinds of crap on Trump. I believe Comey, Brennan, Clapper. I think they're bad players. And I'm no, I don't believe in aliens. 
I don't believe that man did not walk on the moon. I'm not into that. But I do believe there's the deep state. And they, they've been doing everything possible to get him out so they can get in. Just remember, all these people that get paraded on the tube were expecting real good jobs in the administration of Hillary Clinton. That's what this was all about. You have to realize the power of the presidency and what it brings along. Why do you think the night that Hillary Clinton lost, she destroyed the place and was throwing things at Bill? But she doesn't have to worry. Between her and her husband, they're worth a hundred and some odd million and have created zero. Anyway, though, I was just thinking to myself today, what, big election next year. Big. I really do believe we're in the midst of socialism versus capitalism. And of course, there's all levels of socialism, but I don't want any level of it. And unfortunately, on the left, that's all you're getting, really. And I know Biden's coming in tomorrow, but I just wonder, hey, Joe, are you going to move left to appease them? Or are you going to stay what I consider to be somewhat on the moderate side? Just remember something about Obama with Biden. They never raised taxes on the, on the high end, above 39%. All the talk of them raising taxes to 50 and 70 and all that, they never did. Now, they did add some medical taxes to the health care bill and all, a bunch of other crap. I wouldn't mind if we just stayed at 39, though I think we should be at 28. Actually, I think we should have three tax rates and that's it and get rid of everything else. I like simplifying things. You do realize how many pages of tax code and regulations on taxes there are. They did it on purpose to confuse the crap out of you and cost you a lot of time and effort and money. Anyway, so my point is, I can think of, I, I would be a better president than Trump. I would have done a bunch of things he did, but I wouldn't, you know what I'm talking about, the negative side of him. There are others I'd rather be. But if he's the guy, if he's the guy, psh, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. So we will cover it from soup to nuts, not only on radio, but on the tube. And we will continue to fight even on Trump about what he's doing with spending and debt and deficits. As he did nothing about it. In fact, he went the other way but raised spending. Him, Ryan McConnell. And all this gargantuan effects on the market and the economy. Gargantuan. There's no way you can keep put an economic illiterate into the White House that wants to raise taxes to 70% and then have government run large swaths of the economy and think things will go well. And when you read op-eds, oh, 70% we used to be... Yeah, we may have been there. You know how much better off we are now that we're not? A zillion times over. So bear with me. We'll be talking about it a lot. Because it means everything. Everything to you and your money. And we're going to try not to miss a beat. Any suggestions? Email me at GaryK.com. We're open to any and all. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. It's Survivor Night tonight. And when you get home, do like we do, simple procedure. Make sure you have your children. Good night.
about this clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.